Next on BYU Sports Nation, preparing for the rivalry. BYU basketball taking care of business on Wednesday. Now it's on to Utah. The head basketball coach of the running Utes, Larry Chris Koviak, will join us as I have a mega cold to preview the in-state showdown <laughs> on Saturday night. Utah says long live the rivalry. Indeed. Plus, all access with sophomore hoopster Kyle Collinsworth and bowl game banter with BYU quarterbacks coach Jason Beck. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Thursday, December 12th, BYU Sports Nation back for more. I'm Spencer Linton. To my right is a soft-spoken, perhaps bit raspy Jerem Jordan today. He's playing sick, people, because he's a pro. Just nod your head, Jerem. Yeah, I've got a cold. It's uh, it's going well so far, as you can hear. <laughs> Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Don't cough on me. Sometimes in a broadcast, especially in a live situation, special things happen. And last night's game on BYU TV, no exception for me. At one point, I set a screen, inadvertently, on BYU head coach Dave Rose... After my halftime interview. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, no, not awesome. Uh, naturally, a lot of people pointed that out. And then coming out of the locker room, I asked Prairie View A&M coach Byron Rim II how he planned to slow down the BYU passing game. As soon as I asked it, I was just like, what the heck? Although, BYU did pass or assist on 14 of 16 first-half buckets. Anyway, that's the beauty of live TV, and as Jerem just experienced, the beauty of live radio. Sometimes your voice just doesn't work. I lost my voice a couple years ago calling a women's basketball game. Like, literally during the game, I felt like I do now. And by the end of the game, it was like 10 times worse than what it sounds like now. (laughs) It was so bad. I think you sound I think you sound extra manly, dude. Do you? Yeah, that's good. I think I my voice is going to crack multiple times today. Hey, at least I didn't say all-time career at any point last night. That's a, that's yeah, a positive, right? It could right? be worse, right? <laughs> we had a Jimmer sighting in the NBA last night. 13 points on 4 of 6 shooting in 12 minutes. The Sacramento Kings lost at home to the Utah Jazz of all teams. 122-101. Jimmer competing for the backup point guard spot. Good to see him get some minutes in an increased role as perhaps he's becoming trade bait, I don't know. Then coming up in about 15 minutes, a former big-time BYU recruit may end up with the Cougars after all, after initially turning them down. And no, I'm not talking about Peyton Dastrip. Here's looking at you, UNLV. Yeah, Jamal Eitz is transferring from UNLV. And uh, BYU was in the mix late, and uh, rumors swirling that he could end up at BYU. Uh, We'll dig into what that means and when he could play a little later on, if he came to BYU. Join the conversation by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation. You can always comment and like our Facebook page and weigh in on today's poll question at BYUTVSports.com. Today's question is, how will BYU men's hoops finish in the final four games of the calendar year? So Utah, Oregon, LMU, Pepperdine. All on the road. All on the road. Will BYU go 4-0, 3-1, 2-2, or 0-4? Weigh in on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and on BYUTVSports.com. More importantly... How are those teams going to slow down BYU's passing game, Jerem? That's that's what now I the now the running game of BYU <laughs> is more impressive than the passing game. Uh, special teams has struggled. Special teams for the BYU basketball team has struggled. What's special teams uh, in basketball? Is it free throws? Is special oh, teams okay. free throws? All right, maybe we can quantify it that way. And they certainly have. I'm had, just had kidding. Their struggles. I don't. I don't think it struggled that much. Yeah, going after the loose balls. 
like uh, the uh, uh, hustle place. It's really the intangibles. High, <laughs> high motor place. I know you love the high motor. Yeah, high, yeah high motor. <laughs> White defensive lineman. How will BYU finish in the Final Four basketball games of the county are all on the road? There are your five options. You can vote at BYUTVSports.com. We encourage you to expound and send your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation. Friendly reminder. You can always listen to BYU Sports Nation weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and on Dish Network Channel 980. Our show also on demand every day at the website, or you can catch the rebroadcast if it fits your schedule a little better, driving home from work perhaps, 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Mountain. It's all on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, my friends! It's time to get busy with what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Didn't sleep on PVAMU. Mika fouled, and he'll go to the line. A chance at a three-point play. Okay, Pavamu. Prairie View A&M University. Yeah, everyone knows Pavamu. Right? The Panthers. The Panthers. In Panther the Marriott Center last night. <laughs> Not their mascot, Panther the Panther, though. Or- Panther of the Panthers. I'm not sure how that works. In many ways, they enjoyed a dunk party while they watched BYU put on a dunk party. 100-52. to In a lot of ways, they were out of this game five minutes into it, thanks largely to one Tyler Hawes. I think he just, he, he, you know, our guys found him. I mean, we, we were really uh, sharing the ball early, and he, he got to spots where he was, had space, and he was open, and... When Ty can get into spots, he feels good. He was a little bit extra special tonight. I mean, he, he made four or five in a row, I think, to start that thing off. Style points earned by Tyler Hawes and by the BYU basketball team. All of three minutes and 46 seconds into the game, it's 15-6 to six, BYU. Tyler Hawes has 13 points on five-for-five five shooting. Booyah. That's how you get it done in a hurry. He only scored six points the rest of the half. And then he didn't, he didn't score in the second half. He was held out because he, uh, he got hit pretty hard in, what was it, the shoulder or head? Yeah, he took, he took a, kind of a blow there and, and running into a, another player. And I asked him about that after the game. I said, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm fine. He looked fine I'm, after I'm, the game. I'm all good. But when you're up by 40, yeah, you know, get out of there. Just you can, you can take it easy. And he was the only guy that BYU did that with. Basketball's different than football in that you can still shoot threes. It's not unsportsmanlike. You can still... Uh, kind of run your offense until the clock, the shot clock is off. So the Cougars win by 48. They get to 100 thanks to a bank shot three-pointer from Andrew Johnston, a walk-on, and the crowd goes absolutely bonkers. And the first thought in my mind is, ah, friendly banking hours in Provo, Utah. Yeah, and that was can, a good play. He can tell his posterity about that. Now the, now the sad part about last night is that uh, Josh Sharp really missed a dunk. I mean, last year he was the man. He was on SportsCenter's Top 10 many times, and he went for it and did not get it. Unfortunately, one of, uh, one of, my, one of my guys who works with Sports Nation, the show Sports Nation on ESPN, said that will be featured today on the show. Uh-oh. Yeah. Josh, I mean, he, he cocked that ball back, and I was like, oh, baby, and then just front-rimmed front, front it. Matt Carlino had a really classy move when that happened. We sit right behind the BYU bench. <laughs> he turned around and yelled at the whole team. He said, no one's going to make fun of him for that. Really? I thought that was good. I didn't see that. Because I think Josh is in a weird place right now in that he's not getting time, and last year he was a starter for half the year. 
So I thought that was a good move. I like the chemistry of this team in that moment where, hey, he could have been razzed hard, but he, you know, it's sensitive not to be able to play. He played 20 minutes a game last year. Yeah. I think he played 30 minutes against Utah. That shows the growth of this team, that, uh, that a guy that started half the time uh, is barely playing now. It's a different team, and it's, it's an improved team. And Josh Sharp is a valuable commodity uh, off the bench if they need him. So BYU takes care of business. Tell you who didn't miss a dunk was Kyle Collinsworth. He caught an alley-oop like right around his waist, probably six or seven feet in the air, and somehow got it up and dunked it. And I was just like, Whoa, how, did, how in the world did he pull that off? But uh, one of the more impressive things I've seen Kyle Collinsworth do, we'll talk to him in about 10 minutes right here on BYU Sports Nation. So BYU Hoops taking care of business against the Panthers of Prairie View A&M 100-52. Now they can focus their sights on Saturday's game. Topic two. The team up north. Here is Kyle Collinsworth on the flat-out intensity of that rivalry game. The intensity, I love it when there's a rivalry and kind of like the Utah State game, it just means so much. And, you know, all five of us on the floor have unity and it's, it's just an awesome environment. I can imagine the Utes are really pumped to have BYU in the Huntsman Center this year. They're feeling good. They've won some games. They competed against Boise State, and people are like, well, how, what do we know about Utah? Who have they played? Well, Boise State's a good team. They almost beat the Broncos on the road. So the Utes have the capability to hang around with what would seem to be a solid team. But they haven't really played anybody else. They beat Fresno State. Fresno State in down year, not a great team. BYU to this day, I believe, will be their toughest test of the year. And they By get far. in the Huntsman Center on Saturday. Close game last year when Utah was not a great team. They're a year more experienced. They have Jordan Loveridge, uh, who, quite frankly, I think could play in the NBA at some point. He's a really talented player. And they have some other guys that can score the basketball. They're going to be super amped to play against BYU, so really looking forward to the intensity of this game. DeLon Wright is really good. You're going to hear his name Saturday. He averages 16 a game. Uh, he gets seven boards. He's shooting 72%. Yeah, 72%. Is he shooting layups? Probably a lot of layups. Uh, he's a wing guy. This is like Kyle Collinsworth shooting 72%. He leads them in steals as well. Uh, he's top five in the country in steals and field goal percentage. So they're doing it against some inferior competition, but... Hey, 8-1 is 8-1. Uh, I'm interested to see how good Utah... I don't think Utah knows how good they are. They, they trailed by 15 in the first half to Idaho State. They ended up winning that game. This is a game BYU should win by double figures, but there's always the chance that it's weird up there. The last time BYU played in the Huntsman Center... 61-42 win. And then the game before that was Jimmer's 47. And it, was an, it was an awful shooting That's the game worst first half of basketball I've ever seen. It and was I, like 25 to 18 or something, in, wasn't that it? That includes my sophomore games at Copper Hills High School back in 01. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was an ugly game. But, you know, you, I mean, Utah couldn't buy a bucket. BYU shot poorly, and Utah, I think they, I, they had trouble breaking 20% in that game. They scored 42 points. The last two games that BYU's played against Utah, BYU scored 61 points. BYU averages 90 right now. BYU will score in the 80s at least against Utah. Although Utah, they do not run and gun despite the name running Utes. They are probably just the Utes this year. And Dave Rose has dominated Utah, by the way. Do you know what his record is against against Utah? 
I think he's only lost twice, right? 12 and 3. 12 and 3. 11 and 1 the last 12. He lost two of the first three in uh, his first season. 5 and 2 in Salt Lake. BYU's won three in a row up there. Dave Rose has, has owned Utah. Speaking of Dave Rose, really, it shouldn't be that hard for him to motivate his team when you mention BYU and Utah. Uh, it's a big game. I, I think our guys are excited about the game. And, um, you know, last year the game in here went right down to the wire. And Utah's, you know, you just tell by their record, they're a good team, and they've got a, a real good balance to their scoring. You know, defensively, they're you know, really versatile and can you can do a lot of things. They've got great size. Okay, so Utah presents some obvious challenges to BYU, and they're they're playing with more confidence, and that's the thing that program hasn't had in a while. They have at least some confidence, and that's huge. I mean, that'll go a long way, and. Their fan base, the Muss, is uh, taking notice that on Twitter, BYU's you know making an effort to to buy a lot of tickets and and try and at least half fill up the Huntsman Center on Saturday. So their fan base is like, no, go go out and buy tickets. I would imagine it's going to be close to a sellout in Salt Lake City on Saturday, if not a sellout. I'd be surprised, given Utah. They didn't. They're not. Their fans aren't showing up. If the gymnastics fans showed up for the basketball games, they'd have a big crowd. <laughs> Seriously. I, I think it's going to be a great crowd. They're 8-1. and one. BYU's 8-3. and three. This Then is, why didn't they show up against Idaho State? Because that's Idaho State. Really? Exactly. Really? Exactly. This is Utah-BYU. Yeah, and Utah's getting better. Like, I want Utah to be good at basketball because I want this game to mean good something. Good for the state. It does not have luster. Guess what? When BYU plays Utah State, that's the game. It's not the Utah game anymore. I, from a competitive standpoint, the Weber State game probably ends up more competitive with BYU a nine point game than the Utah game. But but let's see Saturday. I want Utah to be good at basketball, just yeah. not against BYU. We'll talk to Kyle Collinsworth in just a few minutes uh, here on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to ask him what he thinks specifically about the game and why it's such a special matchup. You heard Dave Rose mention balance on this Utah team. He expounded on that a little bit last night. I just think, you know, with, without really studying them a lot, that they, they seem to have a lot more balance, consistently scoring the ball really well. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, DeLon Wright has, you know, really given them a lift and, and then Taylor and, and Leverage are two guys that are just way better after a year. Telling you, watch out for Jordan Leverage. That guy can play yeah, some he's good. hoop. Yesterday we talked a lot about BYU and Utah potentially not playing after the 2014 season because of scheduling conflicts, things not working out. Dave Rose mentioned it on the coaches' show that uh, they're kind of stalled in those talks. Well, in response, Chris Hill, the athletic director of Utah and the Deseret News, told Dirk Facer, look, we're fine. They, BYU, have been very cooperative. We know we're going to play every Yes, delivery. That is great news. I hope that we can take that verbatim. And we'll ask Larry Chris Koviak that question in a couple of minutes as he'll join us. Right. The future of the BYU-Utah rivalry in basketball. You mentioned Dave Rose's domination against the Utes. This is going to be a... Big-time matchup in Salt Lake City. Coach K is doing a really good job. The other Coach K, I should say, doing a good job up in Salt Lake City. Topic three. Kyle Collinsworth in the house. Carlino lobs for Collinsworth. 11 points for Collinsworth. 
Well, there's that alley-oop we were talking about. He caught right by his waist and somehow got it down. Right after the game, we had an opportunity to talk with Kyle, and uh, he opened up to us in a lot of ways, particularly about the rivalry. And, of course, we had to ask about his hair. Take a listen. Uh, I was just trying to run the floor a lot, and Matt found me a couple times on some alley-oops. And, you know, it feels good. My legs are coming back every week. I feel like my legs are back more and more so it's really good for me you make it seem like it's not a big deal but it's a big deal for everybody watching uh is it a big deal in your mind you just just trying to play it off um only like when i dunk on someone then it's a big deal but just like fast break dunks and stuff nah it's done that a lot so (laughs) there was one that impressed me that was below the rim it was not high enough yet you grabbed it and threw it in was that the most impressive one in your mind you had last couple games oh yeah it was it was pretty good he was gonna throw it off the backboard so i went up as if it was going to come up high, and I just made the adjustment and went in. Take care of business against Prairie View A&M. Now you can focus on Utah. What are you looking forward to most about the matchup in Salt Lake City on Saturday? Uh, just the intensity. I love it when there's a rivalry and kind of like the Utah State game. It just means so much, and you know, all five of us on the floor have unity, and it's it's just an awesome environment. There's a good taste in your mouth from the last time you were up there. That's the 49 point or 47 point. Jimmer game. What do you remember from that game? Yeah, we. How many did you have in that game? I think I had twelve or fourteen. I don't. That much. A good game. So you and Jimmer combined for sixty plus. <laughs> yeah. So it was good. I just remember we beat him by like thirty, and the crowd ended up cheering for us. <laughs> What's it's going like through your mind when Jimmer make that half court shot at halftime? Where were you on the floor? Yeah. Where on the court? I was actually right behind him. I was just like, wow, that's going in. And, yes, it went in. <laughs> All right, so the Utes obviously are our rival. But besides, when you when you look outside the rivalry and, and you look at some of their players, like are there friendships between you and the guys on their team or, or what's going on there? I don't know anyone on the team. So it's I, mean, I was gone for two years. So as far as I know, they are in Utah and we're on BYU and we're going to go out and play. How do you gauge how good they are? Because they've won games, but they haven't been the, it hasn't been the strongest schedule. I don't know. That's tough. We're going to just say they're a really good team and act like they're a really good team and go out there and play our best. Tell me about the best haircut on the team right now. Who has the best haircut on BYU's basketball team? Uh, Anson Weiner does. I'm a close second, though. <laughs> oh, yes. Do you get more reaction on Twitter about your hair or about your style of play? My hair. <laughs> It's always the funny part is always like thirty-five year old moms or like four year old moms. I'm just like, why are you so concerned about my hair? But what do they say? Just like, hey, I have a lady who can cut your hair. Like, <laughs> Probably an NCAA violation to give a free haircut. Yeah. I'm just like, thanks, but no thanks. I'll cut it when I when I want to. But I appreciate their concern. Is it, it kinda like your Samson thing? Like like the strength comes from it? I think so. I mean, if I cut it, maybe no more dunks. Scary. (laughs) Scary thought. Eleven games into uh, the return after your mission, uh, you talked about how your legs are getting back. How's the overall process of just feeling like you were before your mission? It's coming back. I think my confidence is coming back, especially the last couple weeks, so that's been really big for me. Every every team likes to learn through losses. What have you learned through your three losses about this team and, and what you need to do to get better? Defensively, I mean, if we play defense, we win those three games. And that we had a big focus tonight. We wanted to hold them under 55, and that's what we did. So it was really awesome. We talked to uh, Jeff Goodman of uh, ESPN and asked him about what seed he thinks you guys would be right now. He said a seven seed. 
What do you what do you think about how you're perceived nationally? What you guys have done so far? I think we could be better than that. I honestly think we could win the rest of our games this year. I really do. If we bring that defensive mentality, we can score. That's not a problem. So if we can pick up the defense, then we can win a lot of games this year. The WCC will be a new thing to you since the two years you were gone were the first two in the uh, conference. Have you seen Gonzaga? Have you seen St. Mary's and kind of what has already occurred the last two years? I have, I've played both on freshman year. In the tournament, we played Gonzaga and we blew them out. In St. Mary's earlier that season, St. Mary's right? in the tournament earlier and we barely won. Timmer yeah. hit a shot at right. the end of that. Yep. So that was a close game. So I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be a new change, but change is good. Kyle, we wish you the best luck, uh, you and your hair, against Utah. All right, thank you. My hair and I appreciate it. Kyle Collinsworth last night after the victory, 152 over Prairie View A&M. The Cougars all over the Panthers. They moved to 8-3 and three on the season, hoping for win number 9 on Saturday in Salt Lake City against a, an improved University of Utah team. How will BYU finish in the final four games of the calendar year? They're all on the road at Utah, at Oregon, at Loyola Marymount, and at Pepperdine. The overwhelming response on social media thus far has been 3-1, three, three games. Um, a lot of people have specified that Oregon's a tough place to play. They're a tough team. So, and, and you're drawing on other top 25 opponents that BYU has matched up against on the road and thinking that the Cougars go 3-1. and one. But if they, if they finish the end of the year with a record of 11-4, and four, hmm, uh, can you complain about that? Not too bad. Three would be good because if you can go two or three losses in conference and then see what happens uh, having only six or seven losses would be nice you are a tournament team and you're un- you're a single digit seed if you do that at why for life on twitter says they're one and one against the pac-12 teams three and one overall oregon seems tough then we go to at mvhs underscore dynasty would be happy with three as long as the loss is at oregon basketball team has been the one sure go-to win against utah we welcome into BYU Sports Nation the head basketball coach of the University of Utah Running Utes, Larry Kriskovia. Coach, welcome to the show. How are things going? Hey, they're good. We're we're uh, busy trying to figure out how to beat your Cougars. <laughs> have you figured out the uh, the plan yet? Yeah, what have you figured out? It's a bit lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> BYU-Utah on Saturday night. Contrasting styles of play, Coach. Your team is shown great improvement uh, in your tenure there now in your third year. What's been the biggest difference in the reemergence of Utah getting back to where you want to be? Well, I, you know, I think it starts with players, certainly. You know, any coach will tell you that uh, you're only going to be as good as your players, and we've got a nice nucleus of some young kids uh, that are now sophomores, and then, um, you know, I think with the addition of DeLon Wright, that certainly helped us in the backcourt, a junior college player that understands the game real well, and um, you know, we're we're uh, trying to make daily progress. I feel pretty good about it. We've got a long way to go, but, um, you know, it, it it just feels good. We've, we're, we're establishing a little bit of a culture uh, within our program, and, and we can kind of see, you know, the plan moving forward. And we've got one senior on our roster, so we know, you know, once we get through this year, a number of the kids will be back in the program again, and, and hopefully we can get this thing jump-started and, and uh, you know, really get back on track. Coach Delon Wright really sticks out. You mentioned him a moment ago. Uh, how is he shooting seventy-two percent? Magic. <laughs> is it that simple? Yeah. No, he's. What's uh, his shot selection like? 
Well, he doesn't take many bad shots, number one. I mean, I think that's the key for for most basketball players. If you'd eliminate some bad shots, you'd probably bump yourself up 10, 10 percentage points uh, in and of itself. Um, you know, he's he, he finds a way to get to the rim oftentimes, and he's, he's also been a, a great distributor for us. He's been knocking on the door of some triple doubles here, uh, you know, three or four times. So he's, he's I think he's an all-around player. Um, you know, the the one element that we're spending a lot of time with here is defensively he likes to get out in passing lanes and steal. You know, he's, he's long enough at 6'5 with quite a wingspan that, um, you know, sometimes we get broken down. But with a lot of guys, the defense needs to improve. But offensively, uh, you know, I really like what he what he provides for our team, and our players want to be on the court with him because he he's a willing passer, but he's also obviously a high percentage uh, finisher. The head coach of the University of Utah, Larry Kraskoviak, joining BYU Sports Nation. Coach, last night Dave Rose mentioned your balance and your size, and said those are really tough things to prepare for. How do you feel like your team matches up with BYU player for player? Well, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, it, we're we're still trying to sort out some matchups and come up with the best plan. I mean, uh, you know, BYU is is number one in the country and and putting the heat on you really fast. You know, and they're coming in transition with a number of perimeter guys that can really attack. And then uh, you know, you flow in with uh, with Austin and Mika uh, coming in to clean up stuff that they miss out. That the, the perimeter guys miss. Um, you know, you just really have to put the fire out early. I don't know if the matchups are that key early on. Uh, you may not have time to get back to the guy that you're supposed to be guarding, but it's just about knowing some personnel and and who might be bringing it at you. And then you hope you don't get, you know, you don't allow some of those early baskets. Uh, and then you got, you know, a high-powered offense. Those guys play together. They've been playing together a while and and uh you know dave's done a great job i i you know i uh i really don't know where to start there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle and as i you know i was joking about the long list of things we have to do to to be successful and and you know i'm not lying a lot of it starts with their offense if if our offense is inept and we're having a hard time then it's going to put put the cougars in a position where they're pushing the tempo a lot faster if they have to take it out of the net and hopefully we're not turning it over then that's going to give us a little bit better of an opportunity to succeed the growth of jordan loveridge is tangible he's become uh he was a really good player last year but he continues to improve uh how good do you think he can be well you know that's that's uh everybody's kind of curious about that i think he's curious about it the, the one thing i can tell you is you know, he, he dropped 20-some pounds. Uh, he's a lot stronger than he was when he was heavier, which is always a good sign. You don't want, you don't want him losing any strength. Um, you know, he's in the gym here a uh, number of mornings before I get in. I'll, I'll walk into the Huntsman early in the morning, and the lights are on, and I hear a ball bouncing and peek my head in, and he's down there oftentimes shooting hundreds of shots with his dad. And, you know, that seems to be one of the biggest secrets to success is, is you're basically going to get into it what you get out of it what you put into it and you know some of the people I've been around over my playing career uh, really amaze me in terms of how much they put into it you can't be surprised that they're successful and I think the same goes with Jordan you know I we've got a we just started here his second year so he's got a, a process ahead of him but he's not a guy that. Uh, that would surprise me at all if he was really successful. He continues to expand his game, and 
playing hard and getting better defensively. And, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit for him. So, you know, we're, we're obviously tied into his success. We want him to be, uh, we want him to be a, a great player. And, and as a coaching staff, we're trying to facilitate that and move him right along. Larry Kraskoviak, the head coach of the Utah Utes on BYU Sports Nation. And, Coach, you talked about creating a winning culture and creating some of that excitement, especially within your fan base. The Musks, I've seen on social media, are gearing up for a big-time game on Saturday night. What kind of an atmosphere do you expect in the Huntsman Center? Well, I I expect the best atmosphere that I've experienced here. You know, Um, it's it's fun. The people are... The people are jacked up in the student student section. We've got a a band uh, department that's doing an unbelievable job. I think they've doubled the number of troops. And I know that the the in my opinion the uh, the heartbeat of a college basketball game starts with the student section and the and the band. And uh, hopefully it gets a little bit contagious with our other folks. But they're saying it's going to be dang near capacity and and kind of what college basketball is all about here with the good old-fashioned rivalry. You talked about the tempo. Uh, the last two games, uh, you successfully held BYU way under its average in points, 61. Uh, the other side was trying to score enough points to win. How do, you, uh, how do you manufacture that kind of result against this BYU team that continues to uh, lead the country in tempo? Well, you know, I think I, I touched on it. Those two points you just mentioned was we, we held them down uh, below normal, you know, we got back in transition and, um, I just got done watching last year's game on tape here, just shut it down. And, you know, there were some key turnovers that were costly. You know, I thought, uh, the zone BYU used for about 10 minutes in the second half and, and we missed some open shots. It wasn't like we were completely out of sorts with zone offense, but, um, did catch us a little bit by surprise. We missed open shots and some turnovers kind of fueled their, their run and and you know Carlino hit some big threes in the game and um, you know they did what what it, it's going to have a different storyline every year you know it comes down to some different things and and there's a, like I said there's a long list of things that we need to try to do and we're not going to be perfect but we just have to you know stay in the next possession mentality and know there's going to be some runs and some ups and downs and. Um, it's really about winning the next possession, and then you hope at the end of 40 minutes when you add it up, you're on the the positive side of that ledger. BYU in Utah from the Huntsman Center, 8 p.m. tip-off mountain time on Saturday night. You can watch it on the Pac-12 Network. We're talking to the head coach of the running Utes, Larry Kraskoviak. Coach, I'm going to take you back to your NBA days and when you played Uh-oh. for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah. and we're going there. <laughs> That's a while ago. Yeah, Not that long ago. Hey, right? 20 years. Hey, I remember. I remember Hot Rod saying, Crisco, gentle <laughs> pushing him out, knock the cow club, hits home. <laughs> Um, at any point when you were playing for the Jazz, did you think I could coach basketball instead of Utah someday? No, no. Uh, you know, I did at the, the tail end of my career, about the time that um, I was with the Jazz. I was really fortunate to play for Coach Sloan, who's uh, who's becoming closer and closer. We're, we're getting to be pretty good buddies here in town. Our wives are spending time together, and I lean on him a lot. I really respect him. Um, you know, and then I had an opportunity to play for Phil Jackson. Some of those guys, I think, you know, at the same time that's going on, I'm having some problems with my body breaking down, and you start thinking about life after basketball. And just being around those coaches kind of made me pay attention, and I I was fortunate enough to get called into some coaching meetings when I was with Phil Jackson and 
lend a hand uh, as I was injured to kind of see the ropes and really spurred my interest. You know, I didn't know where it was going to lead me, but after after trying to get into the real world and find a job and realized that I didn't really want to take advantage of my business degree, um, that my heart kept calling me back to a locker room, um, you know, that's when I started thinking about it. And who, and who knows where you, you know, at the time you just want to get involved. And uh, I know that I'm I'm thrilled to, to have this opportunity and I love being around the guys. I love the adrenaline flowing again. There's really no other way you can find it on the planet that I know of and and basketball is really about the only thing I know to be to be truthful so so now it seems uh you know like a no-brainer but back in 93 I had no clue I'd be in Salt Lake and here you are in the third season with the Utes uh coach gotta ask you about the future of BYU in Utah Utah will come to Provo next year then as of now nothing has been signed officially what is the future between BYU and Utah basketball uh well I'm not certain you know I think our uh you know, I, I don't make those decisions solely. I, uh, Dr. Hill, our AD, is is in in contact with BYU's AD, and we've been trying to stir up, uh, you know, having a in-state tournament at the Energy Solutions Arena. Uh, I talked to Dave Rose a few weeks ago on the phone about it, and just said that I, you know, I wasn't certain what our plan was here. Um, as you said, we've got this game, and we've got a return game to Provo. The uh, this, the uh, agreement ends at that point. I, you know, I'd, I'd be surprised if we didn't play. I don't know if it's going to be one game at Provo, one game in Salt Lake, one game at Energy Solutions, or if we're going to try to tie in a tournament. But um, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I, I like the concept, and right now I'm just trying to get through. It, it was interesting. We we had a press day Monday, uh, a day before our Idaho State game, and uh, everybody wanted to talk about the Cougars. And I said, well, wait, you know, wait a minute. We got a game against the Bengals <laughs> on Tuesday night, and so I wake up on uh, what was it Wednesday morning and and hit the press conference. And uh, the first question that was asked to me is, "Oh, I hear you're going to play Kansas next year." And I thought that was pretty ironic that you know we've got kind of one one game in in uh, to look forward to, and people want to talk about the next one. And you know, I I'm not dodging any questions, but I just really trying to stay in the moment here and know that we're a year a year and a half away from having to figure out what we're doing but this is uh in my mind this is kind of the epitome of a college rivalry and i've got a lot of respect for dave rose and uh it would make an awful lot of sense to to play the game but i'm not the decision maker on that one completely and um how's that for an answer there you go do you want (laughs) to play byu every year do i want to yeah no heck no (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a little. I've got a little bit of smarts. I mean, not, nobody really was excited about playing BYU, but I think there's an element that it's good for our team. Um, you know, it's good for the state. It's good for the individual universities. But uh, with the job that Dave's done and and all of that, I think you'd be kind of crazy to want to. Um, would I be willing to? Is probably a better question. And and uh, you know, I'm I'm nervous as can be. It's it's. Since we uh, beat Idaho State Tuesday night, I mean it's it's got my motor revved up and it's fun. We're trying to figure it all out, and it, you know I don't know if there's anybody else you can play that would get you that excited. So I, I think it's good for you, uh, but it's it's kind of like working out. You don't really want to work out, but you know it makes you feel better, or you know public speaking gives you nervous, and you when it's over it's good, and and um, you know there's a lot of positives with it. So we're looking forward to Saturday. 
Coach Larry Kraskoviak on BYU Sports Nation. We really appreciate the insight and uh, really the clarity into this rivalry series and what's going on with your program. And I'll say this. Jeremy and I discussed earlier on the show today, it's nice It's when Utah has a good basketball team. It's good for the state, and we're certainly excited about the direction that your program is taking and uh, the fact that Utah basketball is on its way back up. Well, that's neat. You know, as I'm listening to you make that statement, I'm actually sitting here in my office getting goosebumps because it's uh, it's a little bit bigger than the rivalry, and and I think the state of Utah overall is is tremendous. You know, with Weber and Utah State, BYU and ourselves, and Southern Utah. I mean, there's some good there's some good basketball here, and it's fun to be a part of. Coach Kraskoviak of the University of Utah, we appreciate the time, and uh, looking forward to the game on Saturday. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Coach. Coach. Wow, that was really great insight, and uh, I, I I really enjoy how open he was about him being nervous about the game. Like that's that's real talk. I don't hear a lot of head coaches say, yeah. "I'm nervous." Do you want to play? No, BYU? I don't want to play. No. BYU. <laughs> but interesting that he brought up what we were talking about of this tournament idea. Utah State and BYU. Everyone wants home games, right? Everyone wants it. Uh, but if you could play all the these teams in three days or something. On a neutral site. That's interesting. And uh, great stuff from Larry Kriskoviak. I'll say this. It's nice to get the opposing head coach of the Utah Utes on this show to answer the questions and be clear. I appreciate that a lot. And we, uh, we got some answers. So class act by uh, Coach Chris Koviak to come on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, big time respect right there. Let's go to the horse's mouth, huh? I like that. What's I like the answer? That. We just asked him. We just heard from the coach. We'll talk more about the interview we just had with the head coach of the Utes, Larry Kraskoviak. Plus, we're inside the lines with BYU quarterbacks coach Jason Beck. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. You are listening to BYU Sports Nation. We are live from the BYU Broadcast Facility, Studio 2. I'm Spencer Linton. Jerem Jordan sits to my right. He's still playing sick and doing a darn good job. Listen, Friday, December 27th, mega game day on BYU TV. Starting at 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, we are airing the last three BYU Bowl games in quick game fashion. 30 minutes each. For an hour and a half leading up to a live countdown to kickoff from San Francisco and Provo. Don't miss it. Two weeks from tomorrow. Again, all three BYU Bowl games, 2010, 2011, 2012. You can watch them condensed, 30 minutes apiece. That'll get you in the mood for the live bowl game against Washington on December 27th in San Francisco. This is something that we started this year. which we uh, It's a snap-to-tackle edit. So you can go to BYUtv.org and see every BYU home win in this version. Uh, and so this will be the first time we've done it beyond this year. And uh, who knows going forward if there are more. Uh, but it's a fun way to watch. If you haven't tried it, check it out. It's It moves along every single play in about 30 minutes. Resetting some of our top stories and headlines today. BYU taking care of business against Prairie View A&M last night, 100-52. Now the focus turns to the rivalry game on the hill in Salt Lake against the University of Utah on Saturday. The Utes 8-1. People saying, well, they haven't really played anybody. But they're still winning basketball games. This is going to be a big test for the Utes with BYU coming in. Uh, And we just talked to the head coach of the Utes, Larry Kraskoviak, 
great insight into what uh, the mentality is of this team going into the BYU game. And he personally, I just thought it was really intriguing that he talked so much about after they beat Idaho State, he just is like, got my motor running. I'm, I've been really nervous about this game uh, ever since we, we've capped off the game against the Bengals on Tuesday. Yeah, some things that he said that stuck out. I'd be surprised if we don't play beyond next year's game. So the the question of will BYU and Utah play beyond next year? Utah's coming to Provo next season. No contract with the Utes after that. He'd be surprised if they did not play. And then I asked him point blank, do you want to play BYU every year? Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> he made it in jest as a respectful uh, notion to Dave Rose's program, but he, he used the phrase nervous, you know, and uh, trying to figure out how to beat BYU. So... Very respectful um, coach, coach Chris Koviak on the other end, and he's he's playing his cards well. Utah's the team that's got to go beat BYU. They've lost twelve of the last fifteen to Dave Rose. Uh, coach K is zero two versus BYU, but he's held BYU to sixty one points. The thing is, Utah didn't score enough in those games, so I'm I'm interested to see what happened. I think BYU wins the game by double figures, but I think that the road to get there is a little tougher than it has been. As much as we joke about, you know, the BYU-Utah rivalry and, and maybe perhaps take some shots at the team up north, I, I gained some mad respect for that guy with that interview. Yeah, that was really, that was great. That was really great. solid. You it's, heard it right here on BYU Sports the, Nation. The mess is not at the top. It's at it's among the fans, right? That's where it gets a little silly sometimes. So it's great respect from uh, Coach Gay and a nice interview. Uh, if you missed it, that will re-air today on BYU Radio at 5 p.m. Mountain, 7 Eastern. We uh, promised to talk about Jamal Eitz transferring from UNLV. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, we go to the second guest today on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking football with the Cougars quarterbacks coach, Jason Beck. Jason, welcome back to the show. Let me ask you off the top. The minute you see Washington is locked in as your official bowl opponent, what was your first reaction? Um, You know, great team and excited and looking forward to the opportunity to play them. And how you're going to chew up their defense, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the plan. <laughs> We've actually been out recruiting and just getting back in town today. Um, so we'll start uh, our bold preparation, you know, breaking down the film and, and putting in our game plan here the next couple of days. I know that you can't discuss the names of the guys that are recruited, but tell us what regions of the country uh, you go after. Um, I've been in Idaho, um, obviously in-state uh, with the, the Utah schools I have, and then in California. What kind of uh, traveler's points or uh, air miles do you get uh, as a football coach on the recruiting trail? It's got to be pretty good, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, you rack them up pretty good between the uh, airline miles and the hotel stays. You definitely get a lot of those uh, points and perks going for all the travel we do. Jason Beck joining BYU Sports Nation, BYU quarterbacks coach. The Cougars and Washington Huskies set for a fight-hunger bowl game matchup on December 27th in San Francisco. I know that you haven't practiced for a bit and you've been out recruiting, and so you might not have a firm grasp on the mentality of this BYU team right now, but do you feel like your team is genuinely excited to go and play this bowl game? Yeah, I mean, they're really looking forward to it. Uh, Quality opponent, Uh, you know, anytime you play it. Pac-12 team, the BCS team, I think uh, those are games our, our guys really look forward to and get excited to play. In the Vegas Bowl, when you were a player, and excuse my voice, Jason, I've got a cold. I just sound terrible. <laughs> Jeremy's playing sick. Yeah. Um, when, when you played in the Vegas Bowl, oftentimes those Pac-12 teams did not seem excited or motivated to be there. Oregon in 06, mailed it in. 
Uh, UCLA was good, but it's a low-scoring game in 07. Now, 08, you know, Arizona's there, but you, you graduated in 06. What, how can you get your guys up for a better Washington team? Because the Pac-12 is better than they ever have been. Yeah, I mean, they've uh, had a great year, um, both, you know, individually Washington has, but the whole conference has played really well and had great competition. Um, you know, I think our guys are just genuinely excited to play, and they're looking forward to it. Um, you know, with the time off, which is great for them to finish up their schoolwork and get ready for finals, uh, but it also kind of gets you, um, you know, as you've been had a little break, gets you pretty excited to play. So they've been working hard in the weight room, you know, lifting and conditioning, but I think they're pretty excited to get back on the practice field and start getting ready for this bowl game. Earlier this week, we talked to the play-by-play voice of the Washington Huskies, Bob Rondo, and also to their sideline reporter, Elise Woodward, and they both were very open about the distraction happening uh, within the Washington coaching staff with Steve Sarkeesian going to USC and Chris Peterson coming up to Seattle from Boise State and saying that the coaching staff is patchwork at best and comparing it to a rudderless ship. Do you feel like... With that backdrop, that's almost an advantage for you guys, or are you not reading into that much? You know, it could go either way. Uh, you know, the players could be uh, really excited and showing up to play to prove something. Uh, you know, they could be kind of upset about what happened or just looking to prove themselves for the new coach. Um, or at the same time, like you said, they could, you know, have just some distractions and things that are causing them to lose focus. So I think it could go e- either way. Uh, you know, the main thing for us is just focus on what we can do, what we can control, and get our guys uh, really excited to play and and have a you know a lot of hard work and preparation uh, to show up and play well. BYU quarterbacks coach Jason Beck is on BYU Sports Nation. Let's get to the hard hitting stuff now, Jason. I haven't seen you at our Tuesday Thursday pickup basketball games recently. <laughs> I want to know what this means. <laughs> Well, once that season rolls around, that kind of cuts down on the, the pickup basketball games. But now, wait a minute. Guy Holiday came the other day. Oh, two Jason, Jerem's, Jerem's hey, calling hey, you out. Andrew George is there almost every time. Yeah. Well, the the, the GAs have a little different schedule. I'm not sure what <laughs> Coach Holiday was pulling though. I don't know, but he was talking him, trash there, like though. we've never had anyone talk trash like him. <laughs> like it was it was crazy. How, how was his game? He's got a mean jump hook, but he holds it too low, so he got stuffed a bunch of times. You can tell him I said that. We played on the same team. Well, good. Yeah, that's good to know. No, I am looking forward to getting back out there once, uh, uh, you know, we're busy in January with uh, recruiting. But probably once February rolls back around, be able to start getting back out there, get some, get some exercise in. I can't wait. <laughs> Jason Beck on BYU Sports Nation, quarterbacks coach of the BYU football team. And, Jason, you've won four straight bowl games as a program. The drive for five now goes through Washington. What is Bronco Mendenhall doing that has created an atmosphere of postseason success that really during the Lavelle Edwards era was hit or miss for sure? Yeah, I think he's had a great plan in place as far as uh, when to give the players some time off to focus on school and then when to really lock them in and and push them um, to practice hard and, and to prepare. Um, and so I think he's had a good model there that's been very successful. Um, and then I think just his ability to kind of capture the hearts and minds of the players, uh, to motivate them, to get them excited to play, um, and to get their best effort, um, has probably led to that uh, success in the bowl games. How would you evaluate year one uh, as QB coach of BYU for you? 
Um, yeah, I think I think we've uh, made some good strides. Um, I think uh, you know for the most part we've we've shown up, we gave great effort, and played hard. Um, you know, obviously we, there's things you always look back on. You wish you could improve, or you wish you could uh, redo. Um, you know, but some games we we felt like you know if we would have played better, we could have won. Um, so it's kind of been uh, you know up and down as far as uh, the emotions go. Um, but at the same time, you know, you feel good about the, the hard work, the preparation, you know, our players have put in and, you know, how they've played and performed. And hopefully we can finish it on a great note here at the bowl game. Jason Beck, quarterback coach, BYU on BYU Sports Nation. Jason, what do you feel like a bowl game win would do for recruiting and for creating momentum moving forward? We hear a lot of talk about that, but what, what kind of a, an impact do you feel like that will have? You know, when you play that bowl game, you usually have a lot of eyes on you um, watching it, you know, broadcast on ESPN with a good opponent. And so you definitely have a lot of high school players um, and prospects who, who see your game, and it brings can bring a lot of positive attention if you show up and play well. Um, and just the fact of being in a bowl game, you know, that's something that means a lot to recruits. That's what they look forward to. So just the fact playing in a, in a quality bowl game with a good opponent, uh, you know, that does a lot. And then just being able to finish on a, on a high note on a, on a, uh, with a good win um, just creates, you know, a lot of positive energy and momentum, not only for recruiting, but for the current players and programs to take you into the offseason and kind of propel that into the next, uh, next football season. BYU quarterback coach Jason Beck is on BYU Sports Nation. Jason, do coaches get bowl swag? Yeah, coaches. Uh, the same coaches stuff? Players. Yeah, we get the same stuff. So well, What do you guys get? To that. You know, I haven't heard this year. Um, you know, usually you get some uh, clothes, and then you usually get a few uh, little gifts from the bowl game. Um, so I haven't heard what we're, got, what we're getting this year. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to it. If you get a PlayStation 3 or something or a PS4, you know, you, you know, in the past we have uh, got those things, um, and so yeah, who knows? Hey, co- hey, if you get one, just call us. We're ready. Say we're ready to go, let, man. Let you know. Okay. After <laughs> after pickup basketball, a little video game action in you the don't, coach's you office. You don't have a ton going on in like March with spring football or recruiting <laughs> you in know, January. Actually, for whatever reason, I've never got into video games. So um, when we've got those in the past, like either the PS3s or the consoles. I've always just given it to some family members. so Or your friends we, on the radio, whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, you know. Something, usually, in the Vegas Bowl, it was always before Christmas, so I could re-gift it. If oh, nice. Yeah. That's it true. Oh, so you're telling me you have a life outside of football that, that's not video game central? It's with yeah, pickup basketball. for some reason, I've never got too, too into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Beck, BYU quarterbacks coach on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars, by the way, Jason, are a three-point underdog, according to Vegas oddsmakers. Betting is wrong. I did tell that to Daniel Sorensen last night after the basketball game, and he said he's using that as motivation. You can use that as motivation, too, if you'd like. Yeah, no, that's great to know. I hadn't heard that yet. Um, but, yeah, anytime. You know, people are predicting somebody else to win. That's definitely motivation for you and and our team to you know to show everybody you know what we think about ourselves and how we expect to play. Well, Jason, we appreciate the time and good luck with the bowl preparations. Well, thank you very much. Great being on with you guys, and have a great day. Thanks, All right, Jason. Jason. All right, bye. I'm Thanks. excited to get a get an Xbox. 
or a PS4 from, from Jason or whatever it is. I can't. We're holding to this that. Is, that's the best. We're news gonna bring of the it day. up. And pick up basketball. On that note, you know what time it is, Jerem? Don't say ten fifty-four. Time to whip it. That's right. It's time <laughs> for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's volleyball. Tomorrow night, BYU plays USC in the Sweet 16 in LA. View it live via Watch ESPN at 10 Eastern Time. That's a big deal. Men's volleyball. The AVCA preseason poll is out. BYU is ranked number three in the country after finishing as the national runner-up last season. Irvine is number one, no surprise, followed by UCLA. The Cougars play two preseason matches against Winnipeg on December 27th and 28th. Then the regular season starts in Chicago at Loyola on January 3rd. Women's basketball. The 9-0 women's basketball team is preparing for Utah Saturday, 4 Eastern. Watch and listen live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cougars in the association. That's my favorite. That's just the best. Jimmer Fredette scored 13 points last night in a 21-point loss for the Kings against the Jazz. How did that happen? In just 12 minutes. Quality minutes for Jimmer. The Kings play Phoenix tomorrow night. Brandon Davies, by the way, played 11 minutes in the 76ers loss to the Timberwolves. He did not score and grabbed a rebound. Tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation, women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins. Second who's appearance a former, on the show. Former Utah basketball player. Uh, David Nixon, BYU TV football and basketball analyst. And women's volleyball head coach Sean Olmstead on game day from L.A. will join the program and summon Sports Nation karma to a Sweet 16 victory. Wouldn't that be something to get to the Elite Eight? Well, that'd be legit. Our rise and shout today. It goes to the red shirt rock star on the BYU basketball bench. (laughs) Chase Fisher. Okay, now give me a real rise and shout. We did the meow sound because Chase was wearing a tie last night that had six different, or seven, I don't know the specific number, had cat cat heads on it. This is popular with kids on the internet. Well done for that. And also he was not wearing a belt. (laughs) <laughs> which he pointed out to me. He's like, ah, oh, dude, I forgot my belt. What the heck am I doing? At one point during the game, he turned around and yelled at uh, Garrett Fawcett, who's the video coordinator with the basketball team, who sits to our rights and said, what are you guys doing playing World of Warcraft? What's going on up there? <laughs> uh, Chase Fisher, character. Cannot wait to see him suit up next year for BYU and get in on some actual game time. Uh, if you're just joining us, Boy, you missed a great show. Larry Kraskoviak, the head coach yeah, where of you the been? U- University of Utah, joining us. Awesome, awesome perspective on the rivalry game this Saturday. You can catch it on the rebroadcast, 5 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on BYU Radio. Yeah, thanks to uh, Coach Chris Koviak, Jason Beck, and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, Senior Coordinating Producer Michael Miner, Station Manager Don Shaline, Production Assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, Zach Brady, and Engineer Aaron Evans. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page for show links. A lot of good stuff on there. You should take a look at our Instagram uh, videos as well. We have a lot of weird stuff going on, but it's worth a look. You can also listen to episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem Jordan, who battled through sickness today. Well done, my friend. Thank you. I am Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation.